Hello and welcome to the Oz Investing Podcast, the podcast for the everyday investor. Just a quick note before we begin today's podcast is that nothing in this podcast should be considered as personal financial advice. If you're ever in doubt about your financial situation, please reach out to a qualified financial advisor. With all that said and done, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Oz Investing Podcast. My name is Sam and with me as always is my buddy Jude. How are you Jude? Doing well, mate. How are you? Very well, thanks. And today it's just going to be us, no guests. So it's been quite a while since it's only been the two of us. But yes. yeah, good to finally do one where we're both talking. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think been a couple of uh, back in uh, back-to-back episodes where we had uh, you know guests on on our podcast, and it was pretty good to exchange ideas, thoughts, and you know what they believe. And what they are doing right now in their investing journey, right? So it was very Absolutely. interesting to hear their uh, their comments and feedback. Yeah, for sure. And how's everything been, Jude? Have you settled well into your new house? Yeah, it's it's. I think first year is pretty much always going to be still settling in. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things to do, right? In the in the house, um, you know, setting up the furniture and whatever, right? Uh, so we're still into that process, and you know, I've left that with the expert. Uh, my wife's really great at it, and <laughs> I try to give my inputs wherever I can. But I think she pretty much will run the show. <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. But I think more more interestingly, it's you know looking forward to uh, you know the 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 restrictions being eased. I think we're yeah, recording today on the 17th, right? And yes. uh, we had some good news uh, that's going to happen soon for us. I think 22nd onwards is where you know pretty much we'll have a decent amount of restrictions eased off. Yeah, yeah, no more lockdown, thank God. <laughs> yeah, finally, yeah, and it's it's almost at that time, right? Where you know you needed to have it at good holiday season and Christmas coming up. You needed those restrictions to be removed anyway, so it's it's good. Looking forward to it, and I hope you've planned some holidays or you have. Have you done that? Uh, you've done some bookings. How? What's your plan for these uh, for these next couple of days? Uh, well. I'll actually be taking a small break and then I'll be moving as well. So just like you, I'll have to readjust myself. So my partner and I, we've uh, found a place and we'll be moving in towards the end of October. And then, yeah, for Christmas, nothing just as yet. But a tradition that some of my friends do is, you know, we gather around and we do a bit of a Kris Kringle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to to doing that and seeing all my friends again. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So... Good times, happy times, and uh, most importantly, with uh, you know family and friends. So looking forward to this time. Absolutely. Uh, we great. Yep. So coming to the topic for today, Sam, I thought, you know what, we've done a couple, as you said, guest episodes. Let's take something which a lot of people are, uh, you know, researching or talking right now, because obviously with COVID, a lot of people are invest- <laughs> investing. Mm. And uh, what more in terms of any of these topics with regards to, say, brokerage queries or you know, micro investment app. So I thought it's a good thing where we just cover some of those topics today. Uh, And it may help, uh, you know, any listener who's really wanting to start off into on this journey and, you know, where do they look and what are some of the parameters they can compare with, right? While choosing the brokerage uh, accounts or the micro investing apps. Yeah. So can you just give us a little bit of a background in terms of what our brokerage platforms are? Yeah, sure. 
I really liked actually how the Aussie Firebug explained this, and he did this in one of his recent podcasts. Yeah, I just felt it was a fantastic way of explaining what a brokerage platform is. If you imagine the stock market like the fruit and veggie market, yep. the brokerage platform is basically just a hole in the wall for you to access that market. It's up to you which hole you want to crawl into to access the market. Uh, you can access, you know, any that that you choose, and it all allows you to buy fruit and veg from the market. Yep. So it's simply a portal or or a way into accessing stocks. Really, that's all it. That's all it is. Yep. Yep. No, no, that's that's well explained, Sam. I think predominantly that's the simplest with, in a way to explain as to what exactly these brokerage platforms do. It just gives you know an investor access to you know purchasing. Mm. any instruments out there individual company shares or an etf product you know yep. it's it's that accessibility to purchase uh, any of those instruments and i think it, that's that's where the brokerage firms play such an important role we will obviously talk about the different parameters as to what you know you can use to compare these different brokerage platforms but you put it uh, plain and simple there right you said explained as to what these brokerage platforms will do and why they are important for the investing uh, community out there yeah. now that being said you know i thought rather than talking into the the parameters of the brokerage platforms we first talk about the micro investing applications because those predominantly are even easier instruments as opposed to you know the brokerage platforms mm, um, yep. and especially for you know people who are starting off they are a good channel to begin mm. with you know yes. um, where you want to just get a little bit of a feeler as to what the the whole market's all about, you know, these micro investing apps uh, and the ones you're going to talk right now um, are pretty much uh, the best out there at this point of time. Yep. Uh, so we can just start off with that. But uh, so, like in terms of the micro investing apps, uh, what's your take on it? Like, uh, do you use them, and or you know, how do you compare them? What's mm. your take on on those investing apps? Yeah. So personally, I don't use them. I don't think they were actually advertised all too much when I first started investing. So I actually didn't know about them. I started using a, a full-fledged brokerage account when I started. Yep. But you're right, micro-investing apps, they're a great way for beginners to kind of dip their toe into the stock market and, and start learning. Yep. They're very useful and even seasoned investors, uh, experienced investors can use them as well. There's there's no reason why it's limited to just beginners. But yeah, for today's podcast, we'll be talking about three very popular micro-investing applications in Australia. So that's Comsec Pocket, Raise mm -hmm. and Spaceship Voyager. So Jude, do you want to kick us off and talk a little bit about Comsec Pocket? Yeah, sure, sure. And I think, you know, in full disclosure, I think when i started off on my journey right and you know at that point of time and obviously exploring uh different uh, channels uh, i think uh, the micro investing route was for me so i first i think my first purchase i guess was ndq via the comsec pocket right uh, and it was definitely an easier way to go about it the setup mm. was pretty much easy right at the same time because you know obviously having a, a bank account mm -hmm. with uh with combank and then you know obviously Having the installation uh, and the setup done with the, the Comsec Pocket was was a breeze. Yep. So that was really really nice. And uh, you know it was rel when you compare it with the the other two, which you're speaking to about is Rays and Spaceship. I think it was the newest out of the three mentioned. 
mm. somewhere around you know 2019 when it was really launched yep now the commonwealth bank or the cba has got a brokerage platform as well which is the comsec platform and this is more or less a trimmed down version of that platform right where you have a limited mm. number of investment options there and usually what happens is in a regular brokerage account you need to start off with you know minimum 500 dollars investment you know mm. to really get in now the whole idea of these micro investment apps was to have it you know a bit uh, the, the barrier to entry to be a bit lower so that you know what uh, you could get into the markets with a lower denomination and you know that's where comsec really uh, pocket really came to the picture where with $50 as a minimum investment you could start entering and buying any of those ETFs there yep, uh, yep. they've got they've got a very limited set to be honest under the the comsec pocket they've got around 7 ETFs with mm-hmm. certain themes yep but as i said it's it's if for someone to really start off with it's not a bad way to really start off with right because it's got the and i think i'll just talk to you about what it has exposure to but that being said ease ease of entry with just 50 dollars as a starting amount you can have a minimum i think their brokerage as well is a reduced version of its uh, full-blown comsec platform with around two dollars up to i think a thousand uh, investment parcel and beyond that i think there is a percentage which i'm not too sure about but i think it's around 0.2 percent of yep. the trade value yeah mm-hmm. yep. so when you come to the options for you know the comsec pocket right there are a couple of things which you have to which you need to consider that as i said it's a trimmed down variant of it so you really won't get the the full basket of available options as what you'll get in comsec but the seven options are not too bad right it's it gives you access to the uh, the ASX 200 companies via the IOZ um, offering. There mm-hmm. is uh, international exposure of 100 all companies through IOO. Uh, they've got an ETHI uh, variant as well for their sustainability leaders, healthcare exposure, emerging markets, as mentioned, NDQ, which is the global tech companies. And they've got even a high dividend uh, yield fund, right? So those seven predominant EDFs, you know, form the core of what the Comsec pocket really is all about. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Now, when it comes to a couple of things about it, what you need to understand is the amount of the trade amounts, right? Uh, it's always good to to have a parcel size, which is a bit more bigger, right? So your percentage of brokerages should always try and be, you know, 0.1% or lesser, ideally, in an ideal yep. space. So it's better to collect the amount and then buy a parcel rather than you know having those small small increments because then they they constitute a higher percentage of your brokerage yes yeah absolutely so that's what the the comsec you know the pocket is all about easily uh, accessible and with those seven themes you can't be you can't go wrong because you may have a mindset to go into the as i said the top 200 companies where you won't really start off with just have a feel of it or you know you're you're someone who who believes that the tech industry is going to go in somewhere and ndq has been a proven performer over the last couple of years now you know past performance doesn't really guarantee the fu- future performances as well mm. but you know it's it's something where they try to cover a bit for each of the markets at this present point of time with a minimum uh, umbrella of products yep yep, yep. so so that's that's pretty much the spiel on Comsec. Do you want to take the next one? Yeah, sure, sure. So the next one I'll be talking about is Raise. Mm-hmm. So they used to be called Acons. 
And that was basically a micro-investing app that I did kind of hear about, but I I didn't look into it all too much, if I'm perfectly honest. Way back when I first started investing, I did know a colleague that used Acorns. Mm-hmm. And now I know a friend that's, that's using Rays. But previously, yeah, I wasn't aware of it. But obviously, over the last couple of years, I've, I've been a bit more in tune and a bit more informed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one really cool feature about Raise is the Roundup feature. So mm-hmm. this is where, for example, if you buy a coffee for $3.50, yep. 50 cents will basically be invested for you automatically with the Raise app. So mm-hmm. it's a really great way for you to invest when you're doing your everyday purchases or your everyday shopping and a little bit always then goes into into investing and it's working away for you in the background. Yep. So with Raise, there are seven pre-built portfolios and mm-hmm. the names are very similar to the names that a lot of superannuation funds use. So there's a conservative, a moderately conservative, moderate, moderately aggressive, aggressive, and an emerald portfolio. They're all constructed using ETFs that are available on the ASX. There is also the Sapphire portfolio that has a mix of ETFs and also contains 5% of Bitcoin. So I did find that, you know, that one is quite unique. And for people that, you know, want a little bit of exposure to Bitcoin, this could be a good way to have that exposure. They also have another option where the investor can actually build their own custom portfolio. Yep. So that's quite good as well. It provides quite a bit of flexibility. So out of the 16 ETFs that they have available, you can construct your own portfolio with your own different percentages. Mm-hmm. And you can also have 5% with Bitcoin as well. So that's quite cool. That's quite interesting what Raise provides. And for people that want a full breakdown of all of this and, you know, find out the splits between the pre-built portfolios, they can go to the product disclosure statement on the Raise website to find out more. Now, i got to say, personally speaking, it wasn't all too easy to find the breakdown. It took a while for me to actually navigate to the PDS to find it all, but you can find it once you dig into the product disclosure statement. Got it. So with the fees, now keep in mind, fees can change all the time. And this is just, you know, what we found as we're recording this on the 17th of October, 2021. Mm -hmm. The standard portfolios, they charge $3.50 per month for a portfolio of less than 15,000. And then for portfolios larger than 15,000, it's 0.275% per year. Mm, Got it. It's slightly more expensive if you choose the custom portfolio. So mm-hmm. for the custom portfolio, it's $4.50 per month for a portfolio of less than $20,000. Yep. And when it's larger than $20,000, it's 0.275% per year. Got it. And for the Sapphire portfolio, so this is the one with the 5% Bitcoin, it's $3.50 per month and 0.275% per year. So a little bit more expensive there. There are other features too on Raise. So there is a rewards program. There is also something called Raise Kids. And to my understanding, there's actually nothing functional about this. Basically, all you're doing is giving you the ability to put your kid's name on some avatars uh, so that, you know, you kind of know that you've got this amount set aside for this person. But it's, it's actually not investing in your kids or grandkids' names. 
So that's essentially it for Rays. It is a decent option for people to consider. So Jude, I'll let you talk about the next one. And the next one is Spaceship. Yeah, perfect. You know, I think like we covered ComSec and we've covered Rays. Now, I think Spaceship is again, if you're, if you know, you're starting off again and you're looking to invest in an actively managed fund of growth stocks, then, you know, Spaceship is a good, good option to start off with, right? It was basically a spin-off from the, you know, the Spaceship Super that was launched back in 2017. So if in effect, what it does is it's got three portfolios, very similar to the, the raise explanation you just gave right now. However, the three portfolios which we, uh, which are present in Spaceship, right, are under the following terms. One is obviously called as the Spaceship Universe Portfolio. Now, the universe portfolio is something which invests in a it's an actively managed kind of a fund. As I said, all the options are uh, for, for spaceship. But what this does is they've got a criterion called as where the world is going criterion. Now, it's it's the fund managers of spaceship which decide as to, you know, these companies are what we need to invest in. Mm-hmm. And that's what the universe portfolio will basically track. Yeah, yep. they've got something called as then as an origin portfolio, which tends to passively invest in the lar- largest companies in the world. So again, it, it, there's not mm-hmm. much chopping and changing there, right? It's because it is more passively uh, managed. But again, it, it's definitely a fund as well. And the third one is where they called it is almost on that sustainability topic or theme. It you know it's companies which provide a positive impact to the earth. And that's, again, mm-hmm. these criterions is based on what the spaceship county or the fund team basically decides. You know? yes. yes. So effectively, what happens with these three funds is there are a group of companies that you, you buy into it, but it's all driven by the, the spaceship team mm. or, or the spaceship team of fund managers. Yeah. Yep. You basically decide you put in the money and then they and you decide which portfolio is the best for you and they do the rest. So mm. it's 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 almost like it's. It's a hands-off kind of an approach, right? You just, you know, regularly put in a dollar amount. Yeah. Uh, it could be weekly. It could be, you know, it could be monthly. Depends on uh, on what it is because they've got this. Uh, they've got this system where you can have a recurring uh, payment done uh, yes. or a schedule set. And as I said, it could be weekly, fortnightly, monthly. Depends on your, you know, payment cycles. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And yep. What also you need to consider it is that when you basically have, in addition to these particular funds, especially because I even I have got a spaceship account, mm. is um, they they also keep the the investor uh, regularly updated um, of the number of the the the, um, the companies they buy and they sell and the reasons as to why they do it. So it's 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 something which I found really interesting, right? Because whenever you, they they are rejigging their portfolio. They mm. tell you as to why they've removed this particular uh, company from their portfolio and why they've added something to their portfolio, which I thought was really okay. interesting. Because, yep. you know, although it's a hands-off kind of an approach, you still want to know what's going on there, right? Because you are you have invested in that fund. So you need to, yeah, you need to understand what's going on in the background. So I think Spaceship does a really good job with regards to that, to inform uh, mm-hmm. what they're really buying and selling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the thing about it is, they recently announced a change in their fee, fee structure. Mm. So earlier there was this thing, and I think when we had first, when I started investing first, was up to five thousand dollars. There was no fee involved. Mm. 
Yep. So, yep. you know, it was really cool that you could have those, you know, those uh, frequent payments set up and, you know, up to 5,000, it's not no fee, right? So mm. that was pretty, pretty all right. And I, and I think recently, because they are, they mentioned that they are planning to invest in more R&D and give more and more, uh, you know, uh, getting new features with Spaceship and the app and all and so on and so forth. They also believe that, you know, they need to increase that, uh, that threshold right now. Mm. So moving forward, I think from the 1st of November, I think they they will be charging a fixed fee of around $2.5 per month for any of your balances above $100. So mm. it has been a significant yep. change because yep. from something which is free up to 5000 now you're going to be paying you know $2.5 a month mm. above $100 of balance, mm. uh, which, which still is not such a big amount when you compare brokerages and all the amounts together but that being said uh, it makes more sense to have a higher balance to avail the true benefit of having 2.5 dollars per month because if your balance is not too high then obviously you'll have that impact yeah Mm. yeah yeah so it's it's almost what you say 30 bucks a year 2.5 into 12 so you know what if you don't if it's around 500 bucks maybe uh, sorry 5000 bucks then you it's only around 0.6 percent yep uh, so it's still pretty small yeah it's still pretty small of things. yeah yeah, yeah. It's still pretty small so but you still want to you know have that 5000 minimum i guess yeah mm. yeah to make it worthwhile exactly exactly and i think what we were alluded to even earlier right we tend to look for uh, brokerages which are lesser than one percent yes yeah, and yep. I think that's the rule of thumb we kind of follow. I, I'm yep. not too sure where earlier when I by you know when we were talking about it whether I think by mistake mentioned it was 0.1. Sorry, it is around lesser than one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brokerage <laughs> amounts which are less than one percent. If yes. it's 0.1 yep, percent, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it's one percent. So yes. Coming back to spaceship, I think it makes more sense to have a higher higher amount now with these yes. new free structures. Yes. And I think that's going to be a little bit of a rejig into what the earlier investors started off with, with the account, right? With nothing up to 5,000. Now, that being said, you know, besides that, it's, as I said, they've got these nice articles out there, which come in. They also have like a newsletter along with, uh, like how how I mentioned to you earlier, what they buy and sell, Mm -hmm. but they've also got a couple of good new uh, newsletter type of a system where they send out uh, information regarding, say, you know, fire movements, or they can... Uh, they talk about a particular topic in investing so i really like that about it it's a, there's a lot of you know educative contact uh, content which comes out for investors mm. yep. A- yep and it's pretty pretty uh, pretty interesting to just read through it they talk about people's experiences so you know it's really nice i think it's it's a good way to really start off if you want like a hands off approach but at the same time you're you're educated as to what's going on in the background as well as certain interesting topics for investing yeah. All right. Great. Great so, explanation for Spaceship Jude. Yeah. And, and, um, and yeah. I think, and you mentioned you don't use any of these micro investing apps, do you? No, no. Personally, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, because I think once you get a, uh, I won't say that, you know what, uh, once you, you get more experience, you move out from these because for certain people, you know, it depends on a person's circumstance. If they feel that this is the easiest way for them, you know, they can obviously continue with it, right? Mm, but yeah. these are good starting points. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So thinking back to all three 
dude, which one is the best in your opinion? Or if you were to just rank them one, two, three, one being the best, which mm-hmm. one which one do you think takes it for you? Um, see, the thing is, personally, if I, I don't have an account with Reyes, right? So um, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be, <laughs> it wouldn't be good, you know, to discount Reyes at all. But from what I see and from what you've explained uh, on terms of the, the concepts and what, features available from Raise, I think it's pretty good, right? Because it gives mm. you flexibility. One is mm. choosing for portfolios. You can have a pre-mix ready. You can do it yourself in terms of a percentage of the portfolios. So I think that's pretty yes. nice. I thought Spaceship from the three, uh, and again, Raise uh, gives you a lot more options. Yes. So therefore, I think, you know, that is that is pretty good. But I think their the fees are a bit more higher as compared to the others, I guess. So that's that's another thing. For me, then spaceship is something where, as I said, it's hands-off approach. Yeah. Yes. I just have to make sure that I diligently put in money there. Uh, now, and you can choose. You want to go with the, you know, where the world's heading portfolio, which is their universe portfolio, or something which is just passively managed. Yeah. Mm. But just being a three-fund portfolio, a uh, three-fund option also is more simple. And sometimes yep. simplicity is the best way to start off things yeah, yep. rather than getting too complicated with too mm. many things to do, you know, mm. go about mm. different options. The only thing with Comsec, I would say, is it's got limited number of options, which is those seven in those ETFs. And you may not really align with the with the providers. Right. So, yep. you, surprisingly, I don't think they have Vanguard products from what I see. Correct. Correct. But options. the main reason for that is because they want investors to start out with with stocks that are a little bit cheaper because i think most vanguard stocks they're probably going to be about 80 dollars or more for yep. one share and you have to buy a whole share with comsec pocket Correct. so that's why i think they've chosen those seven because they're normally at about 30 dollars 40 dollars something like that some something that's a little bit smaller so that people can invest smaller amounts i think mm. that's that's the main reason. That's the right, and I think that's that could be pretty spot on, Sam. Because I think, as you rightly said, buying those partial and buying those shares amount at the lower denomination, like you know, maybe a good starting point. And as you said, you know, Vanguard's more mature in terms of their market and all of their products. As you said, eighty, hundred bucks. But yep. you know what? To be honest, sometimes what happens is uh, the option as well is not provided. So that that's my my problem with that, right? Like say it should be the option with the investor. Like as you said, there's an ATSA for whatever reason, right? The ASX 300, VAS, mm. usually usually popular and all that stuff. Yes. I think not too sure how much is it right now, but I think it, it's about 93. <laughs> exactly. So around 93 bucks. <laughs> If it's there as an option, it's then up to the investor whether they want to take that IOZ version or, you know, the VS version. But at least an option yep. should be there, right? It's, yep. it's, yep. A, it's okay. one of the most popular funds out there in the market. Yes. And why not? It has mm. to at least give the investing um, community an option to choose from. Yep. They don't want it. It's too expensive, their call. But, you know, mm. at least give them that option. And that's what okay. I thought. That's an, that's an interesting thing why they left it out. Okay. So. Again, uh, reiterating, I would go with, I think, Raise because of the options they have, flexibility. Yeah. Spaceship because it's, you know, hands-off approach. You don't really really need to bother and then move on to ComSec. That's that's my uh, one, two, three. Mm. All right. Interesting. Interesting. 
Mine, mine's a little different. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, obviously, it, it has to. It, it can't be the same all the time. But <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So, so what's yours? I, I think for me, Comsec Pocket's the best, and the reason being is because it's actually very similar to a full brokerage account, I guess. Although they've limited the options to only seven. ETFs mm-hmm. for the investor to choose from. It is very similar to a, a full brokerage account, so that's why I I personally think it's the best option because it's it's very much how it will be once the investor transitions to a a full brokerage account. The the one that I'll rank number two is Raise. So Raise, you know, having done a little bit more research, I do I do quite like the flexibility that it provides and probably the other thing i forgot to mention is that raise does provide the investor with automation so you can set a certain amount to be automatically invested every month or every two months or however however you choose that frequency to be so i do like raise spaceship the thing about spaceship and this is only my personal opinion is that you do have to have a little bit of a leap of faith because it's an active fund, you have to kind of have belief and trust that the spaceship team is doing the best for you and that, you know, what they're picking and choosing is, is going to be something that's going to work out. Because I guess the uh, the universe portfolio in particular, you've got to have that belief that they're going to be picking the best kind of products for the future. Um, I do know that, you know, they do have that index option, but if you choose to have uh, the universe portfolio, you've got to put that bit of faith in the management team. Yep. So for me, I don't quite like that. <laughs> I, I, I prefer to go with a more passive style of investing. And, you know, that does tend to lend itself a little bit more towards ETFs and something that follows an index. So for me, yeah, personally, I just think that Comsec Pocket allows you to do that a little bit more easily and, and it reflects how someone will invest later on. Second will be raised and third spaceship. Perfect. Perfect. Sounds good. So there you have it, folks. We've got like the our different variants of one, two, and three. But, <laughs> you know, for someone just starting out there, these, these products are pretty good. And you can't go wrong with them, right? Uh, they've been pretty, they've been there for a while for us yes. to really, uh, you know, experiment and see. And in the end, it's it's up to an individual's preference. But we just thought of giving our opinions, uh, Sam's one, two, three, and, you know, my one, two, three. And we just thought of covering these three counts for today in terms yep. of the comparisons. Yeah. Yes. Yep. This concludes part A of episode 10. Stay tuned for part B, where we discuss chess sponsorship, the custodian model, and well-known full-featured brokerage platforms.